from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. our programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard 
Pune 411037 Maharashtra India You can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www.awr.org Before we hear God's word here's a melodious song of Adventist Media Center Pune We have Helen Jacob presenting God's word Let me start today's message with a question What is faith According to scripture Hebrews 11:1 it says Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen We can also look at this word faith in other ways 
Faith is not an assignment we sign up for. It is a blessing we are given. Faith is taking the first step when we don't see the whole staircase. As humans, we all desire to be successful in what God has called us to do and be. True success is determined by our ability to walk by faith, growing from faith to faith. Greetings, dear listeners. Welcome to another encouraging topic. I am Helen Jacob, the English radio speaker, producer from Adventist Media Center, Pune. Let us pray before we proceed. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for the gift of faith you have given us. Help us all to grow from faith to faith as we behold you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Often when we face new failures and fears, it is so easy to lose hope and to falter in faith. We begin to question if God has a plan for us and if He is there. When you feel your faith is fading away, Read from the Holy Scriptures for guidance, support, and reassurance that there is hope. Whether you need faith for healing, faith to persevere, or faith in unanswered prayers, our God is waiting and ready to give each one of us His supernatural strength. Here are a few verses to look at. Luke chapter 1, 37 For nothing will be impossible with God. 2 Corinthians 5 7 for we walk by faith not by sight romans 10 17 so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of christ proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths romans 1 17 for it is in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. If we are to fulfill the will of God in our lives, as the Apostle Paul and countless others did in biblical times, we must be people of faith who are allowing God's righteousness to fill our souls as we go from faith to faith. There are times in our lives when we need an extra measure of faith to get us to the next level God wants to take us, in order to reveal His will to us in a greater way. This happened to Abraham when God asked him to sacrifice his son Isaac. It happened to Job when he lost everything, including his health. It happened to Noah when he was asked to build the ark. It happened to Joseph when he was thrown in prison. It happened to Moses when he led the children of Israel across the Red Sea. It happened to Joshua when he was told to encircle Jericho for seven days. It happened to Elijah when he challenged the prophets of Baal. It happened to Daniel when he was put in the den of the lions. It happened to Stephen when he was being stoned to death. It happened to Paul during his many hardships and imprisonment. It happens to you and me at various times in our lives as well. What do all these great heroes have in common? They all had faith and trust in God. Let us take a deeper look at the story of Abraham, the father of the nations, the father of faith. Abraham was 75 years old when the Lord called him to leave his homeland. He was childless. In Genesis 12, verse 1 and 2, 
a call and a promise from the Lord. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. What was the promise? I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. So Abraham left his homeland as instructed by the Lord. He took his wife, Sarah, and his nephew, Lot, all his wealth, his livestock, and the people he had taken into his household, and left without questioning God. He encountered many tests along the way. Here are some of his tests. Number one, immediately after his arrival in the promised land, there was a famine. So he goes to Egypt. Number two, while he was in Egypt, they seized his beloved wife, Sarah, and brings her to Pharaoh. Number three, he marries Hagar after not being able to have children with Sarah. Number four, God tells him to send away Hagar and her son, Ishmael. Number five, the toughest test of all is when the Lord told Abraham to sacrifice his dear son Isaac upon the altar. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his servants and his son Isaac, the cut wood for the burnt offering, and went to a place which God had told him. It was a three-day journey. It must have been the hardest hill he ever climbed. What must have gone through his mind as he climbed with his son and servants? Every step was getting harder. Isaac was a promised son in his old age, a hundred years old. When his son Isaac asked about the sacrifice, it must have pierced his heart, but with faith he said, God will provide. As Abraham revealed to Isaac that he was a sacrifice that God asked for, and as he bound his hands and feet, his heart must have cried out in pain. Still Abraham did not deter from his commitment, but obeyed God in carrying out his word. As he was about to sacrifice his son's life, he heard the voice of God saying, Abraham, Abraham, don't lay your hand on your, on your son. I know now that you love me. A ram was provided and they sacrificed on that mountain and returned home. Jesus also climbed the hill of Golgotha, bearing all our sins. He was crushed with all the sins of the world. Jesus was beaten, bruised, and mocked, but he opened not his mouth. He was a promised sacrifice from the foundation of the world. He accomplished his mission of sacrificing his life in order to redeem us from the penalty of death. 2,000 years ago. And today, all we have to do is believe in Jesus and accept his sacrifice. This is where faith and trust comes in. Are you ready to step out in faith? Are you ready to obey God and sacrifice your time, your money, your comforts, your family, and your job? It may be a lot to give up. It might be impossible at times. But remember, the reward that God has promised is far greater than you can ever imagine. Eternal life is what Jesus offers. After the children of Israel left Egypt, the land of bondage, they faced many hurdles. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 long years. 
the, they complained about not having enough food. They said it was much better to be slaves in the land of Egypt than to starve in the wilderness. To teach the Israelites to trust in God, the Lord sent bread from heaven for them to pick up each day. Every time they complained, God came through in a mighty way. When they were thirsty, water was provided for them. They were protected from the heat by a pillar of cloud and from the cold by a pillar of fire. Even though the children of Israel complained and complained, God showed his love and care and helped them every time. Human nature is one of ignorance, impatience, impulsive, indecisive, insecure, and so on. But the nature of God is long-suffering, unchangeable, all-powerful, and he loves us unconditionally. We can approach him and have a meaningful relationship if we choose to. Have you ever been blindfolded by your friend and asked to walk according to their instructions? How did you feel? Did you have confidence that your trusted friend would take you on a safe path and not towards danger? How did you feel once a blindfold was taken off? What a relief to be able to see where you're walking. Our physical sight is one of great importance. What about our spiritual sight? In a wicked, in a wicked world of sin, darkness and gloom, we need the guidance of Jesus to show us a better way. That is why Jesus calls us by name to follow him. Having fellowship and companionship with God is even more imperative in our lives today. As we glean through the life of Jesus Christ and as we go through scripture, we often see Jesus slipping away into a quiet place to commune with his Father. When did Jesus pray? Jesus prayed early in the morning as well as at night. He prayed before and after the great events of his life. He prayed when life was unusually busy. This was the habit that Jesus seemed to have acquired. Many references of when Jesus prayed is recorded. At his baptism, Luke 3.21, after healing people in the evening, Mark 1.35, before choosing the twelve, Luke 6.12, before walking on the water, John 6.15, prayers on the cross, Luke 23.34 and 46, and Matthew 27.46, before raising of Lazarus, John 11.41 and 42. Jesus, the Son of God, prayed to be led by his Heavenly Father. He prayed daily for God's will to be done in his life. He prayed to glorify God in his ministry while on earth. Martin Luther, the 16th century Protestant reformer, said that no Christian can succeed in leading a reformation without being a prayer warrior. On his busiest day, he prayed for three hours. Wow! What a dedicated and fulfilled life of the prayer of Jesus and the perfect example for us to imitate. How often do you pray? Is prayer the anchor of your faith? Does prayer come naturally to you when things don't seem to work out your way? Walking in obedience is another aspect of faith. A story in 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 1 to 19 
according to the Bible, Naaman was a commander of the army of Syria. He was a good commander and was held in favor because of the victory that God brought him. Yet he was a leper. Naaman was sent to Elisha, a mighty prophet of God in the land of Israel, to be healed of his leprosy. Naaman's wife had a servant maid from Israel who said that a prophet there would be able to heal him. She had faith in the Lord. So Naaman travels a long way to find Elisha. He came with servants, horses, gifts, and chariots. He thought he would be healed by a great miracle. When Naaman came to the house of Elisha, he did not come to the door to greet him, but he sent a messenger to tell him of the Lord's instructions. Go and wash in the Jordan River seven times, and your flesh will be restored, and you shall be clean. This made Naaman angry, because he wanted the Lord's prophet to come out and quickly heal him. Jordan River was the muddiest and dirtiest, and there were much better rivers in Syria. Does Elisha not know who Naaman was? Did he not know that he traveled from the land of Syria? And now a message is given to him to wash seven times in the Jordan River? Isn't that strange? Naaman must have said to himself, There are better rivers in my homeland. I didn't have to travel so far to come to dip in this river here. But his servants convinced the commander that it was best to obey the prophet. After all, he had not asked him to do some great deed, but to simply wash himself in the Jordan River. Naaman stopped being proud, and he obeyed, and in faith he walked into the waters of the Jordan, and dipped himself once, twice, no change, the third and fourth time, no change yet, fifth and sixth, still no change, spots still on his skin. Then it all happened, on the seventh dip, there was a drastic change in his skin. The spots had disappeared. He was no longer a leper. His skin was as soft as the skin of a baby. His miracle was real. He was cured. And the Lord healed Naaman, like Elisha said. His obedience and faith were rewarded. And in gratefulness, the Syrian commander praised the God of Israel. A familiar hymn, Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. When we walk in the light of God's word, no shadow can rise, no doubt or fear, not even a sigh or a tear, because his smile will quickly drive it away. We can rest upon his promises, because Jesus is a promise keeper. He is our chain breaker, and I have been the recipient of his grace repeatedly. In today's world, we all look for quick fixes. We want the fast and easy way. We are busy 24-7. We are the generation of technological advances, and waiting is something that does not come easy. But waiting is a blessing. In the Old Testament book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 25, it says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. 
Like Abraham of old, let us walk in the faith and obedience without questioning or doubting, because God's plan is the best plan. Like Naaman, let us not be in a hurry for the miracle to happen. Waiting patiently and obediently, God's miracle will come through, which is the best. God wants to give you and me the best, so let God work according to His plan. Another aspect of faith is dependence on God, which means we need Him. And we need to understand that without Him, we are unable to accomplish anything. Reliance on Jesus is the door to faithful and fruitful living. We see in the life of King Solomon in the Bible that he humbly recognized his inability to rule well and he nobly asked God for the wisdom he would need to govern God's people. The wisdom to know right from wrong, to discern between good and evil. He could have asked God for anything, but he chose wisely. He asked for wisdom and understanding, and God gave it to him. Solomon also was blessed with riches, honor, and long life if he continued in righteousness before the Lord. The promise was fulfilled. We see that during his life, he became famous for his wisdom, and great men and women from many nations came to hear him and test his knowledge and understanding. Walking in faith is a daily process. It requires total commitment, constant fellowship, simple obedience, and 100% dependence on the Lord who is a giver of life here on earth and in the earth made new. Commitment, fellowship, obedience, and dependence go hand in hand. May the Lord lead you from faith to faith. May your faith experience in Him be sweeter and stronger each day. God is your friend, companion, guide, and savior in this maze of life. Let us conclude with a praise on our lips and a prayer in our hearts. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for answering our prayers. Help us never to lose faith in your word. Please fill us with your grace and love to be a living example to others around. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God's blessings be with you all. Good day, friends. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And... You can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com helenrichesv at gmail.com H-E-L-E-N-R-I-C-H-E-S-V at gmail.com You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism, CDE, 000-800-040-040-1704. Or you can message us directly at plus one 
seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at Gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website www dot awr dot org. This is David, and I am Madhuri. Signing off at AWR. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.